1: Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. Come on inside. Get your asses in here. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of com. How you doing today, Kyle?
0: i uh, doing good. All right.
1: Well, good. Glad, <laughs> glad to hear that. <laughs> Do you, did you want more? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted a lot more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, it's time to relax. <laughs> you know what that means. Glass of wine, your favorite easy chair, and of course, This podcast playing on your personal device. So go on, indulge yourself. That's right. Kick off your shoes, put your feet up, lean back, and just enjoy the melodies. After all, podcasts soothe even the savage beast.
0: Did you write a new intro?
1: Uh, uh, Yeah, I was just ripping off The the Offspring. Oh. Oh. Their early 90s album. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The deep cuts. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so come on in the shop. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way into a complete set of in china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. And if you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our resource and knowledge centers on financialneptude.com, or you can give one of our beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have those links in the episode description. But the, the best place to be, the awesome place to be uh, on our Discord server. Kyle uh, and I and a whole bunch of amazing people get on there every day. It's just an awesome place to be, supportive, great to share ideas, to get feedback, uh, to get other people's ideas. It's just awesome. Uh, And when you do join the server, send us a private message or email with your mailing address. We'll send you a smash-it-yourself mug, beer, koozie, shot glass, whatever you want. We're just so glad you're all here. We have a lot of fun, and it's so much better with friends. Which should bring us to, what, some show news, Kyle?
0: Uh, Yes. So uh, we just released the uh, TradePro bootcamp review yesterday. Uh, sorry for the delay on that one, but uh, they had to wrap up the actual bootcamp on Tuesday because George got COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you journal before you listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, we got Sarah Glass coming. Uh, then we got Leo and Flarry from Orderflow Labs, uh, Jonathan Baird from the Global Investment Letter, and Ian Frazier, author of Shredded, a uh, story about the Royal Bank of Scotland collapse in England. Uh, he rounds out the month. Wow. And then ton more just scheduling like crazy in fact um almost uh completely forgot about our bet consequences from last month we still have to sit down and watch the room together
1: oh shit yeah we got to set that up oh yeah we were gonna do a group watch right
0: uh we're thinking about it maybe we'll just do it on discord
1: okay Yeah. yeah we need to we need to do that this week get that done yes (laughs) all right well we've got a wicked wiggly whirlwind of a show for you today. Plenty of market moving news stocks on the radar and more options than days Dan hasn't journaled his trades, which is a lot.
0: Um. Uh, well, it depends. When are you starting from?
1: Uh, when I started trading. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Although to be fair, the way that Vico described journaling, like uh, when we were posting all our trades, that's basically what he was doing. We we're just doing it for everyone to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't doing a good job of being organized, where and referencing no. and like no, gr- not. growing from. My mistakes in, in the most meaningful way that I can, but I am now. So,
0: journal, journal, journal. Organization is not your. <laughs>
1: and reach out to us. We just love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, love you on the Discord. We'll have that link in the episode description. Uh, if you are old school, you can send us an email to bulls at financialneft2.com. That's the number two, bulls at financialneft2.com. Or you can send us a phone call, 725 22bulls. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made, or maybe you and your friends started an all-male support group for violence and aggression, and it spiraled out of control into an anti-capitalist organization all over the world. And just as you're about to take out all the big banks and financial centers with your bombs, uh, the police catch you. And that's the end of your story.
0: Wait, what? Are you talking about Fight Club? Yeah, Fight Club. The, no, they blew that building up. I, I, I saw that.
1: <laughs> no. in I remember oh, yeah. that
0: very clearly. Yeah.
1: If you watch the American version, I just watched the Chinese version, and I assure you, that's not how it ended. Are you
0: serious? They <laughs> changed the ending in China's version?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, it fades to black, and you get the text, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear god okay all right fair enough
1: yeah uh i'm pretty sure that they're gonna they're <laughs> when they release disney's aladdin it'll just end after the first five minutes he'll get caught stealing and go to prison he'll be like end of yeah, story
0: <laughs> right <laughs> enjoy the gulag <laughs> shouldn't have stole that
1: apple street rat yeah <laughs> Well, anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter uh, <laughs> what you have to say. We just love it when you reach out. <laughs> oh, Kyle, that, that, that's going to bring us to the stupid bet results. Why do we do this bet? It's stupid.
0: I'm, I don't know. I enjoy it. You would. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do, Dan?
1: Oh, I. You know, I'm getting really good at setting up like a can't win plan. <laughs> like uh, I'm my own worst enemy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, two ways to lose.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, two ways to lose. I was trying to go long on Disney uh, and and pick the bottom, and I had a a flip short if they hit below 135. They opened the week at 134.82. So they opened with me short.
0: Well, that's good. That saved you a loss on one side of that trade.
1: It did. It did yeah. almost. You know, it got around one thirty before it uh, went back and ended the week at one hundred thirty eight dollars sixty three cents. So Oof. that brought my total from four hundred eighty six dollars seventy seven cents down to four hundred seventy three dollars and two cents. Not my not my best month.
0: I shorted piton and when the markets were collapsing this week, uh, that was the only thing going up. It seemed like. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it did reverse course on Thursday, and I was looking pretty good Friday until uh until that end of day rally had spiked it up about to break even. It opened at 2585, closed at 2563. So like each week I'm adding like four or five dollars to my total. It brings me up to five twenty-five seventy-nine. And random had ITOS, which opened at 3575, closed at 3469. So random is now at 485.84. So just gotta be just gotta play it safe. I almost want to see what random picks before i pick my stock make sure it doesn't get one of those crazy ones that can really run
1: we're doing one more week for january
0: uh i guess not i guess this is the end of the week it's
1: the end of the month man
0: oh fuck now i gotta think of consequences
1: no you're good
0: all right well I, i'll think of them you're good i'll think of them and we can air them next week well,
1: don't think too hard
0: <laughs> you gotta have something maybe i'll have you help somebody move
1: <laughs> this <is> the embarrassment <laughs> of constantly making bad picks isn't its own punishment okay no it's fine
0: it's fine no. No, that's good. Do you know anybody moving? Maybe I'll just have you help somebody. I have. Isn't Ryan th- like closing up his shop?
1: There are three people <laughs> I know that have stuff to move right now. Two people moving homes, and there you yeah, go. Ryan needs some help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I know what you're doing.
1: Well, there you go, Ryan. Some free labor for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's. You can thank me later,
1: Ryan. Well, let's let's get to this show on the road. Let's talk about some news. Well, it's all for the money. Tune to the show. Need a good story, so my margin won't you listen to all our news? You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News. All right, Kyle, I I know the the news. Everybody is dying, dying, dying to talk about. And uh, that's what's the, that? The Turkish economy and the value Turkish, of the lira. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, everybody's buzzing about it. Yeah, you just can't get it. enough of this. <laughs> it's fascinating to me, right? What,
0: what happened now?
1: The headline <laughs> is, Turkey keeps lira in check with low-key interventions, says sources. Low-key. Yeah, yeah. After Erdogan stepped in and was just like, we're going to just start selling off our foreign assets to <laughs> sell bonds against the lira, uh, whatever whatever." <laughs> fucking crazy thing he was doing the the reason the reason this made me laugh is because back to back i got this story where it's basically since december when they started doing all the stuff to to save the the plunging lira Mm -hmm. there's about 600 million to a billion dollars that that aren't on the bank balance sheets and reserve data so a senior banker who requested anonymity said the central bank not only buys some foreign currency that comes to the market but it also it reserves sales, its reserve sales are continuous, resulting in a forex regime directed by the state. So the speculation is is like that they are literally just buying the lira. To, <laughs> they're just buying and holding
0: lira to shore up its value. Do we need to get uh, Bibbler back on?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but mean, what really I- cracked me up was after <laughs> reading that, the very next article the headline is Independent Turkey economists face court action over inflation figures that challenge official data. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a group of economists that were like, "Hey, we don't trust the state line telling us where inflation is. There's like no good indicators. Let's just compile the data and start tracking it ourselves."
0: Ooh, that's a mistake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Turkish Statistical <laughs> Institute puts inflation in Turkey at 36%. This group says, no, 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 no. It's at
0: 82%. Isn't Turkey like a NATO member? I think so. I thought that kind of meant like you're democratic or at least more democratic. Well,
1: it used to. Before Erdogan showed up.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess they'll let anybody in these days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
1: yeah. So they've been hit with court sanctions for being lying liars, telling lies about
0: inflation. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay.
1: More to come on the impending collapse of Turkey's currency and economic system. Uh, but that's all That's all I got to say about Turkey. I just keep reading about it and it keeps intriguing me. All right. I'll keep talking about it. Um,
0: let's talk about something real. <laughs> 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 or something that people probably want to hear about. Uh, the Ukraine thing seems like it's uh, starting to get a little out of hand. Well, what's happening in Ukraine? Uh, I remember how Russia was like massing people at the borders. Oh Yeah, but
1: it like it's civilization, we sent the diplomats and they were like, no, 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 we're just passing through, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, we got the Joint Chief of Staff now, Mark Milley, warning that the Russian invasion would be horrific for the country and result in significant casualties. This is what he said. Given the type of forces that are arrayed, if this was unleashed in Ukraine, it would be significant, very significant, and it would result in a significant amount of casualties. You can imagine what that might look like in dense urban areas along roads and so forth. It'd be horrific, it'd be terrible, and it's not necessary. And We think a diplomatic outcome is the way to go here. Well, that's good that they want to go diplomatic on that. Nobody wants another war, especially with the U.S. and Russia involved. Yeah, uh, But they are putting 8,500 troops on alert for possible deployment to Eastern Europe now. So, yeah, that's not going to help the situation. And, yeah, you kind of have to go put them there to, you know, meet any threat that might actually happen but this looks like it's starting to escalate wow and then also looking at their geography he made the note that uh, when the high water table freezes it makes it optimal conditions for cross-country tracked and wheel vehicle maneuvers so like i don't know he's urging biden to 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 try to you know tone this thing down or figure out a diplomatic solution but man this is looking like this is looking like it's getting out of hand
1: like like putin's not gonna back down
0: yeah and i mean i understand putin's Stance. Um, like I was talking to the wife about this, like Russia's like historical like strategic defense plan has been to just put as many miles between their capital and Europe as possible. And back in the USSR days, like, you know, Ukraine was a big part of that. Uh now with Ukraine looking at or you know, being courted by NATO, uh, if Ukraine mm-hmm. goes to NATO, then Russia's gonna lose their fucking minds.
1: Right. So they just wanna take Ukraine before that can even happen.
0: Yeah. And there's even pockets, I think, in Ukraine that like support the Russian government.
1: Oh sure, sure. So
0: it's 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 kind of complicated.
1: Well, is it time to start buying defense stocks?
0: That's kind of what I was thinking, uh, like Lockheed Martin,
1: uh, <laughs> Ray- Raytheon.
0: <laughs> yeah, might be time to start looking at some of those. Because you got to figure if something does happen, if this does get out of control, then uh, those those stocks are going to do well.
1: Yeah, Raytheon's up twelve uh, percent since the end of December.
0: Ah, uh, there you go. All right, what else you got, Dan? You got anything about rate hikes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know I do. You know I do. <laughs> so the uh, the president of the Minneapolis Fed Bank Reserve, a guy named Neil, Neil Kashkari. Well, it's probably Kashkari, but it looks like Kashkari, so I'll, I'll be an ignorant American <laughs> nice. here. He straight up just said like, yeah, we're we're likely to raise rates. In, in our next meeting in March. Barring something, quote, barring something unforeseen in the economy, my expectation is that the committee will likely move in the March meeting. Where we go from there, we have to see based on the data.
0: We had the Fed uh, Reserve meeting this week, mm-hmm. this past week, and... Even though Powell did not actually come out and say March, I think that's pretty well implied at this point. Like it's over 90% uh, uh, probability at this point based on the way it's priced into the markets. Uh, he did confirm the four rate hikes though, right?
1: Powell? Yeah. Uh, I did I did not see that in, in my news story.
0: I thought he had confirmed that there was going to be four rate hikes coming up.
1: He very might well have. Powell said, uh, one of the things he said was that the, the policy setting committee are of a mind. To raise rates in march so yeah i think i think uh, the fact that they're they're they always try to fucking soften that shit right but the fact that they're they're saying we're likely to we expect to that means they fucking are
0: yeah and he didn't feel very soft this laced this latest um latest latest meeting uh q a session yeah like, and he seemed very hawkish
1: yeah to to continue to quote kashkari Inflation is higher than I expected, and high inflation has lasted longer than I expected. Well, yeah, no shit, because you were like, transitory, transitory, transitory. Uh, We know the U.S. economy is recovering from the COVID shutdown and the downturn, but the recovery is uneven, and demand has recovered more quickly than supply has. Given those facts, it's not surprising inflation is coming up higher than we expected, but it should normalize over the course of the year. No, it's not gonna.
0: Yeah, it sounded like like they're still blaming it on the supply chain. I don't know about that.
1: Well, maybe a good old war will get our economy back on track, Kyle.
0: I mean, that worked in nineteen forties to the Great Depression.
1: <laughs> sure did. <laughs> to sum it up, real quick, uh, Kashkari has been notably one of the more dovish members of the committee. So, the fact that he's out there saying, "Yeah, we're we're I expect to raise rates," like it's yeah, done done and over. Anyway, Kyle, what uh, what else did you have?
0: The uh, last one I had was the investment chief at the world's largest hedge fund to say that he, stocks have to sink another 20% before the Fed uh, steps in. Uh, this was yesterday. Uh, Bridgewater associate Greg Jensen.
1: Before the Fed steps in and does what?
0: That's what I'm uh, – let me look it up here real quick. I didn't actually read this yet, Dan. Oh. <laughs> okay. Normally I read it while you're doing your story. <laughs> no. Uh, At these levels, it'd take a much bigger move to get the Fed to put into the money. They're a long way from that. Uh, He thinks that the Fed just wants the market to reset, not to crash. Excess liquidity has caused elevated asset prices, and with the Fed tightening its monetary policy, not enough buyers can make up the difference. Mm. Decline in asset prices, he says, likely isn't a bad thing from the Fed's view, considering inflation is the highest it's been in 40 years. I don't know about that.
1: Well, 882.
0: Hey, here, have less money and have it worth less. How does that make things better? <laughs> do you understand that, math?
1: <laughs> we switched to go- golf rules.
0: Uh, yeah, right?
1: <laughs> I have, I'm have. i in
0: debt. I'm the winningest. I don't see on here what he's expecting the Fed to do. I would assume that it would mean another cash injection like they were doing before where they ramp up their asset purchases again. Yeah. Uh, I think if the market did drop another twenty percent, the Fed would take some sort of action. I can't imagine Biden would let that happen with uh, you know his election campaign coming up. Yeah, if he wants to actually get reelected. Back to the cycle of how we got here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean it'll be somebody else's problem in four years, right?
1: Hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: Are you saying we need a king, Dan? You want to bring back the monarchy?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah, actually if if we could get the queen of England to run our country, she seems pretty solid. She'll be around for a while.
0: Seems like she knows what she's doing. <laughs> What was the um, that quote about? Democ- the fallacy of democracy is the belief that a million men are smarter than one man. <laughs> oh, we're getting a uh, real tangent here.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I I could keep talking about this for a long time, but it does nothing to do with <laughs> trading.
0: Nothing to do with the stock market <laughs> <laughs> or the show. So uh, let's let's uh, let's just go ahead and move on from that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the largest hedge fund manager thinks that the stock market needs to drop another twenty percent before the Fed does anything.
1: Mm, we could be starting right now. We're close we're close to correction territory for sure.
0: Oh, we I think we're in correction territory at this point. We're, yeah. I think we've already hit that. All right, you got anything else for uh news?
1: No, uh just just some personal news. I uh I had an exciting oh. exciting development. What's that? Purchased uh this old dresser from an antique store, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, moved it in. Was moving my stuff in And I found taped to the underside Of the top A fucking treasure map, man Okay Yeah, and you know what What I found When I
0: followed the map I'm going to guess it was Sue Holland's contact info Some loans are
1: just a big mistake And up over your head Drowning in those rates and fees Someone left unsafe She's the right kind of lender To find the thing that fits your needs And you just have to call her Cause you know that she was born to be She's a maker, dream banker Debt saver, won't you call her up and see She's a maker, dream banker Debt saver, won't you call her up? Go, go, go the real treasure was having a solid mortgage. Mm. Yes. Nothing
0: like a good (laughs) low interest rate.
1: (laughs) Right before they raise them, you better call Sue Pullen. (laughs) Two Bulls in a China Shop is proudly brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. She is a certified mortgage advisor, focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. Has over 20 years experience helping thousands of homeowners purchase, refinance, even reverse mortgages. Sue just loves to help. She's licensed in 27 states. So reach out, see what Sue could do for you. Best way to reach her, if you don't have her information on a treasure map, you can just give her a call, 520 977 7904. Write that number down and make it your treasure map.
0: Are you sure it was an actual treasure map, Dan, or was it just a business card? Well,
1: what's what's the difference? Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> you can also send her an email to askbullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again, spolen at fairwaymc.com, and that phone number, 520
0: 977 7904. Two Bulls in a Shop is also <laughs> proud to be affiliated with the Trade Pro Academy. Trade Pro Academy is an educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. <laughs> Translation You can learn to trade like the big institutions. They have got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and there's no better place that we've found to learn everything you need to know to be a successful trader. And that one thing you need to learn, that one simple trick, is journal. Mm -hmm. Now, you can find them online at tradeproacademy.com. or You can use our affiliate link in the episode description. It's a great way to support the show and improve your own knowledge and skills.
1: Oh, yeah. After that boot camp, uh, I I thought I couldn't sing their praises any higher, but I just went up
0: an octave. They're amazing. Increasing your range. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trade pro. All right. Stop. Stop messaging Joel. We got a show to do.
1: What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Give me a song. <laughs> I want. Uh, I want a little less options, please. I think. I oh think that wow. Would be a good one. We haven't heard that in a while. It's a
1: throwback. All right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. A little
0: less conversation.
1: A little more options, please. All this volatility just ain't bothering me. A little more puts, a little less small, a little less puts, a little more calls. For the trades and open up your ears, baby, it's time for options. It's
0: time for options, baby.
1: I don't have a lot of stock news, but the stock news I do have is pretty juicy. Yeah,
0: I want to hear it. All right. I want to hear more
1: about this. You'll be shocked to know, dear listeners. Elon Musk has been tweeting something entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tweeted uh, that President Biden is a damp sock puppet in human form. <laughs> oh, so I na- now why? I can't see that anything but that when I look at a picture of Biden, uh, I just I just see like a Muppet now. Like a Muppet that somebody poured water on.
0: What's that meme image of that Muppet that like just turns and like looks, the one they use on like Reddit all the time? <laughs> the Kermit? That's that's the image I'm picturing. Not Kermit, but it looks almost kind of like Ernie or somebody.
1: Oh, like Elmo? No. Some fucking meme. Anyway, it turns out what he's so hurt about, I mean, and you got to feel for him. He was, he was snubbed. The president had ford executives gm executives and Stellantis executives in the white house for for part of a a electric vehicle summit and oh hold on i'm getting a private message from kyle on the discord
0: that one that's what i'm picturing
1: (laughs) all right fair (laughs) enough we'll we'll have that on the discord for everybody to come enjoy (laughs) uh so anyway tesla was not only not invited was not mentioned when uh Biden was talking about how great electric vehicles are doing generally, pushing his expanded tax credit.
0: Wasn't he at a factory like a month ago? And like, is this a different time than that? Does he (laughs) snubbing him again? Or is he just still chaffed about that?
1: He might be still still chaffed.
0: I don't know. I was talking about how great like Ford and GM were doing it, like leading the EV charge. And like, Elon's like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it, he, Elon Musk has been saying that it's because Tesla employees aren't unionized, but GM and Ford are. So uh-huh. so Biden's buddy-buddy yeah. buddy with them because of that. Yeah.
0: Or, or would you even say a union puppet?
1: <laughs> union stock puppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but like, I don't know what he's crying about. Tesla's doing fine. It's not like people, if somebody says electric vehicles, it's not like people go, wait, is there somebody other than Ford and GM selling electric vehicles?
0: Well, the problem is if he gets that tax credit pushed through and then restricts it to only union made vehicles, like, yeah, he should be pissed. Cause that's really going to fuck his business up. That is true. Plus it's just plain disrespectful anyway, to not even acknowledge that, you know, Tesla did anything. <laughs> To to all the people that are copying him, the leaders in the mar- uh, industry is just such a blatant insult. That yeah, Biden you're a sock puppet. I'm on I'm on Musk's side on this one. Mm, team Musk.
1: I don't know. I look at those Cybertrucks and I look at those electric Fords and I am not Team Musk.
0: Oh, I don't care for the products, <laughs> but you can't you can't claim that he hasn't been like you know one of the leading entrepreneurs in the field.
1: Kyle, this is America. I can claim whatever the fuck I want.
0: Okay, I will disagree. No.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> claim that. No, I didn't uh, think it would. <laughs> uh, yeah, Musk, Musk, Musk did a lot, uh, and is doing a lot to push stuff. Uh, I really enjoy his presence in, Amer- in the American culture.
0: How's uh, Tesla stock doing?
1: Tesla. What did they? They they closed at like 850, 850 this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks like it just tagged that eight hundred support too. Wow.
1: Yeah, it was. It was up. For part of the day, I mean, uh, it's kind of like a big 100 point swing downward.
0: Well, I mean, they just had their earnings, too. So it looks like it was one of those earnings sell offs. Yeah. And
1: they had a positive surprise on revenue and earnings. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, that happened to Microsoft, too. Yeah. Microsoft had some great earnings and then sold off initially before rallying the next day. I still, I don't know. I still can't buy this stock. It's just That's just too, I mean, who am I to say what's fair value for something? But I mean, a market capitalization of 850 billion just seems a bit much for the sales that they actually have.
1: Right. I mean, Tesla wasn't even invited to the EV summit. How big could they be? <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is Ford's market cap? Let's just take a quick look at that. Ford's market capitalization, 78 billion.
1: Yeah, they do uh, yeah they do a lot more revenue than, than Tesla Yeah, I'm sure.
0: yeah. What I wanted to talk about was Apple because uh, I think the Apple's earnings Ooh. today or Friday basically uh, saved the market from collapse. <laughs> it's kind of what it felt like. Yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what well, yeah, they had sales climbed 11% to record 123.9 billion in the first fiscal quarter. Analysts have predicted 119, so the profit beat projections. Uh, the company is also predicting that sales will grow by a double-digit percentage in the March quarter. So, really good guidance too. Uh, what was their revenue? Uh, there was fears of the supply upheaval, but apparently, uh, those were overblown. Uh, the CEO, Tim Cook, warned late last year that the shortages could cost the company more than six billion in sales during the holiday period. But uh, it looks like they navigated that crisis through a flood of new products, including the iPhone 13, Apple Watch Series, series 7, and updated Macs. Um, they could be, okay, the article does go on to note that the Apple may be an early outlier in resolving the supply chain issues, but because of its dominant position, so they probably get preference from suppliers. But still, great report, great earnings, great stock result, and it really felt like it was propping the entire market up today. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it, it pushed through that previous support at one, 169. Yep. Did yep. not yep. act as any resistance today. It did not act as, like, it just shot through it.
0: I mean, it just barely is kind of poking its head above where I've got. I got mine at 170, but, I mean, same thing, basically. Um, like, to mm-hmm. me, it's right at that. I'll have to watch it and see if it regains that, then
1: 174. It's up $11 on Friday. <laughs>
0: Yeah, big, big gain. Uh, really bounced off that 157 support too. Really like the way that it did that. I wish I was watching this a little closer because I probably would have picked up some calls when it was rotating there, rejecting off of it. Yeah. Uh, that's all I had for stock news though. I didn't really look at too many. I have a couple of stocks on my watch list. Uh, what about you?
1: I got one on my watch list. Uh, I can- What is it? Citizens Financial Group.
0: Is that City CFG, oh, okay. Hey, I've looked at this before.
1: Yeah, we've talked about it before.
0: What do you like? Oh, I can see what you like.
1: <laughs> uh, well, why don't you tell us what I like? No, go ahead.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was it was ranging uh, between 41.5, uh, half, fifty one half. Broke it at the beginning of the month. Got all the way up to fifty seven. Came down and uh, it ha- held at uh, forty nine half, which which was a good solid volume node area for it to catch it caught and uh it's back up above and just retested that 51 half as support and it looks like it's
0: holding that's a nice tail uh yeah that 51 level looks mm-hmm. really really solid uh good yeah good idea yeah. that's a good pick
1: mm-hmm. i expect i expect it to at least uh get to 57 if it before it uh, does anything else
0: if 51 it keeps it going fails where are you looking at uh if it if it doesn't hold it
1: uh, i'm looking at uh 40 49 the big 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 one you i would expect uh, 47 half to
0: hold yeah. it and then you got a nice little ledge and then 44 ultimate support right at that channel where you said at 41.5 yeah. looks yeah, good stock down i like it. it
1: it looks like it's fallen structure yep. on that long term
0: uh i got one that's kind of a similar theme uh johnson and johnson i was looking at today oh yeah It had hit all-time highs back in August, uh, just under 180, and then kind of fell off from there. Eventually caught support around 157 to 155 area uh, before rebounding. Came back and tested that on Monday, it looks like, Uh, and then it's just kind of shot up from there. Uh, They just had their earnings on the 25th, which I think helped things. But one of the levels that I had that had been acting fairly strong was uh, 171. And it just uh, closed up above that today. So I'm watching that to see if uh, it continues upward or if it uh, fails at 171. I think if it holds that 171, we're looking at another push towards all time highs, uh, 175 at least.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I like it.
0: The other one I have on my list is Capital One, COF ticker. Uh, I picked up some calls on these guys uh, uh, right at close uh, during the day on Friday. Uh, I picked them up in two batches because it was. Uh, as it was dropping uh, they just had their earnings to again another good earnings surprise beat beat revenue expectations by two percent uh but still sold off it looked like uh leading up into to friday's action but right where it uh it dipped into right around 138 has been like really solid this latest uh, the last couple of months as far as like a support level yeah and the way it kind of bounced off of that, I grabbed some, thinking that I run back up into the 150s. Seems like a, a very likely scenario.
1: I wish I, I
0: had, I saw you post
1: the trade on the Discord, but I didn't open the chart because I was like, I don't have any capital to play it. But now I'm wishing I did. <laughs> looking at this chart, I'm like, oh, look at that. I'm looking at the weekly. It just, it looks really nice. The like the volume is really, really high and it's just a doji.
0: Oh yeah. On the weekly. Weekly looks even better. I got to remember to look at the weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look at it enough. You
1: really do, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's step one. I <laughs> yeah, I don't even need to look any further knowing that you've already checked it out. Why would I do my due diligence when Kyle can do it for me?
0: There you go. <laughs> 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 All right, should we, uh, should we move on? Talk about some earnings?
1: Earnings, yeah. Let's talk about some earnings.
0: All right, next week, uh, leading off the pack, we've got Alibaba on Monday. Uh, we've got Google... ExxonMobil, PayPal, AMD, Enterprise, Products Distribution, uh, EPD, oil pipeline that I like, on Tuesday, uh, Facebook, or no, wait, uh, Meta Platforms never heard of them emerson emr qcom metlife met and sony uh thursday we've got amazon ford honeywell HON, activision atvi and on the fourth we've got bristol myers squib bmy a lot of big tech earnings coming up this next week hopefully uh apple set the right tone because the banks didn't do a very good job of leading the way
1: shit what if what if apple did great and all the other tech companies didn't even, they just well, did okay, but they're not going to have done as great as Apple and we might, might see a tech sell off.
0: As long as Apple and the other five that make up like, you know, half the S&P, <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I think I misspoke there. I don't think Apple's S&P.
1: Uh, the NASDAQ.
0: Apple is NASDAQ,
1: yeah. All right. Hey, is it time to talk yeah. about some cryptocurrency?
0: Um. Yeah, let's do it.
1: Cult of cryptocurrency. I know you're greedy. I know you need. You need that Bitcoin, Ether, NFT. Cult of cryptocurrency. Like Elon Musk tweets his Doji The cult of cryptocurrency. Cult of cryptocurrency. Cult of cryptocurrency. Ooh. Kyle, I only have found stories talking shit about crypto.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, what? Well, okay. Well, go ahead. <laughs> What'd you find?
1: Uh, Nobel Prize winning economist Paul Krugman was uh wrote an opinion piece for the New York Times on Thursday. Uh then basically the general thrust of the piece was he's seeing parallels between what crypto's doing and the US subprime crash of 2008 2007 2008. Really. Quote, there are disturbing echoes of the subprime crash 15 years ago. He's seeing uncomfortable
0: parallels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it, like crypto's was- been historically like super volatile. Yeah. Like an eighty percent drop is uh, you know, like uh, they happen fairly regularly, it seems like.
1: It it's true. It's true. And that's but that isn't that what plays into it and why he's saying that is you know, these are speculative uh speculative assets, right? They're not they're mm-hmm. not tied to to, you know, a real physical thing.
0: Careful Dan. Uh, I think I made that claim once before, and you get your token. It's a real thing.
1: <laughs> okay, it's it's a it's a file. Okay, you get a real file.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what what are the parallels you see, and then like what's
1: so the subprime crisis was essentially the result of banks making loans out to people with higher risk, right? At a time when interest rates were low and house prices were soaring. So once the market uh, got saturated, homeowners found themselves in negative with negative equity, unable to repay those loans. So he's saying it's 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 the same thing where borrowers don't understand what they're getting into. They're they're throwing money into into crypto as an asset, uh, but when it dips, like the housing market did.
0: Yep yeah, are, are banks loaning people money
1: to, to buy crypto?
0: Are banks loaning people money to buy Bitcoin? Yeah, uh, that,
1: I don't believe so.
0: Uh, I mean, isn't that like one of the key parallels between the two
1: well let's get paul krugman on here kyle's got some questions P- please uh,
0: let's search him on twitter
1: <laughs> you should you should i can tweet him uh now and it is worth noting kyle in your defense this guy has said crypto is like a ponzi scheme in the past he's notoriously super bearish on bitcoin
0: uh, when did i start following him
1: <laughs> you're, you're following him
0: <laughs> apparently we're following him huh, okay
1: <laughs> okay
0: we'll see if he accepts dms come in and defend his position
1: <laughs> right um, do it do it yep yeah.
0: i think bitcoin kind of didn't it bounce today because i thought i saw uh somebody on there picking up some at like a 26k average and like it was trading at like 30 something or was that just an older
1: the The low that I see for today is 33,400, and it's currently at 37,800.
0: That number sounds very familiar. Wasn't 3,700 like one of those support levels that we uh, talked about?
1: Uh, We talked about, uh, I thought we talked about 31,000, 32,000.
0: I don't have any lines on my chart. Yeah, okay. 40,000 was, or 39 to 40,000 was a big one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty nine. Okay. Yep, I see it. Ah, uh, yeah. Looks like it's fast approaching twenty nine. Are you gonna buy when it hits that? Oh no, 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 no. I,
1: I trade futures now.
0: <laughs> okay. No. Uh, your friends that uh, were holding it when it was at six uh, six thousand sixty thousand plus, did they uh, sell any yet?
1: I I uh, I haven't managed to talk to that particular friend uh, since since I saw him last.
0: You know, the crazy thing is looking at the the daily chart on this going back to like 21 the beginning of 21 it's still in a bullish pattern it's still got higher highs and higher lows
1: oh yeah yeah no it's true it's true as of it's right just, now
0: yeah it's just uh, the highs and the lows are you know half the value yeah just
1: the the <laughs> swings are too big still big yeah you can you can still draw that that bullish trend line off of the end of 2020 mm-hmm yeah, just, just a lot of wild swings along the way. Well, uh, further bad news, I should say, further negative news about Bitcoin. Uh, the International Monetary Fund, the
0: dreaded IMF. Oh, those bastards. The made-up yeah. company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they they were calling on uh, El Salvador President Naib Bukele. Bukele? Bukele?
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: Uh, they're calling oh, on the El Salvadoran president to He's undo the, the law that made Bitcoin mandatory legal tender.
0: Uh, and what business is it of theirs? Like, where do they get off?
1: The, the, the IMF. I, I don't think they ever question why it's their business.
0: The more we hear about the IMF, the less I like them.
1: <laughs> this isn't the first time they attacked El Salvador about it in July. They also stated... They were concerned about the effect of Bitcoin as legal tender would have on the on the nation, describing it as an inadvisable
0: shortcut. <laughs> shortcut to what?
1: <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> profit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> How? Oh, God, we need a currency expert on here.
1: Step one, steal underwear. Step two. Step two. Step three, profit. Step three.
0: <laughs> yeah, switch to Bitcoin as legal tender.
1: The World Bank also, in uh, June, last June, they they revealed that the El Salvadorian government had reached out for help to implement its its Bitcoin mandate, but uh, the World Bank refused, saying. It's not something the World Bank can support given the environmental and transparency shortcomings.
0: You're going to use money that we have no control of?
1: Fuck you. Fast. That's basically
0: what they just said.
1: Yeah. It doesn't even have <laughs> the
0: transparency to us. We, we don't know where it's been. How are we supposed yeah, to right. regulate this?
1: <laughs> uh, I will say that the Bitcoin being as low as it is is not boding well for El Salvador.
0: Uh, I mean, unless they're buying it now. Maybe they were selling it before.
1: The president of El Salvador does call himself uh, the CEO of El Salvador and urges his Twitter fans to buy the dip.
0: So, <laughs> Okay, then it definitely isn't boding well for them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we need everybody to buy this dip. Come on. Shit. That means we- El Salvador is out of money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe maybe Bitcoin is sliding because El Salvador is trying to make it their currency? I don't know. I don't think that.
0: I can't imagine El Salvador has that much of an impact on it, but who knows? I think they're following because China pretty much banned all cryptos. Right. They're just being China contrarians. Like when did that announcement come out? Like That would probably do more for them if they would just open up their figure out some way to get all those miners to come there, which I think was what they were doing, wasn't it? Didn't they have like a volcanic? I think so. Bitcoin mining operation that made like $40 last year?
1: Yeah, exactly. $40. All
0: right. You got anything else for crypto? I do not. Ethereum's looking kind of tasty, though, I have to say. No, I haven't loaded Ethereum in forever. I mean, they're pretty much almost the same charts as Bitcoin. But take a stab into 1800. I think I'm probably going to pick some up. Bitcoin just has a lot more volume. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, for
1: sure. On the, on the charts. I should say the Bitcoin has more volume profile on the charts. Let's put it that way. Since the price has been going up, Ethereum had a lot more traded when it was in the 300s. But yeah, Ethereum's getting close to, I really like that, uh, that 1900 level. That would be really juicy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just going to turn around and draw this line on my chart, Kyle. Uh, I'm not going to do anything crazy or anything. Just got my back. Ah,
0: shot you right in the back
1: son of a bitch i wasn't even looking (laughs) it's the best shot (laughs) no risk (laughs) risk management as a gunfighter in the old west
0: right yeah why would i do why would i fight fair
1: (laughs) why would i wait till (laughs) he's got his gun out of his holster that's just stupidity
0: (laughs) that's retarded yes (laughs) uh well since i shot first i go first uh still journaling that's my good Woo! Journal, journal, journal.
1: I was, I was worried. Going to be
0: the new. Th- that's the theme of twenty two. Continue journaling. What was your, what was your, what was your good?
1: Oh, journaling for sure. That was the best thing I did all week. Ah, double yeah. good, double good. <laughs> and and it was like immediate results too. Like immediate. I know. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> who who would have thought, Kyle? Not me. Certainly not I. <laughs> Wonder what they think over Trade Pro about journaling.
0: Uh, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> They are homicidal about it, I would say.
1: They are the journal party. (laughs) Yes. It's their political ambition.
0: My bad. I'm still over trading and not trading to plan. Mm. Uh, And that's becoming very apparent uh, because of my journaling. So I'm getting to see exactly what I need to fix and how to fix it. Uh, Like, for instance, today I had a trade that wasn't the plan that I knew I shouldn't have done. uh, That pretty much wiped out all my gains of the day and put me in a big hole. But the trades I did take that were according to plan, you know, brought me back up to more than positive. I think I finished the day with like 26 points.
1: Fuck yeah. But
0: that would have been closer to 60 without, you know, those not to plan trades. That's
1: a good number of points too. Yeah. Wow.
0: So, I mean, to be able to see it like that, to come out, you know, on paper and stare you in the face, like it really makes it a lot more clear and gives you at least a plan of action. So, yeah. It's oh, bad yeah. that I'm still doing it, but it's good that I'm noticing it and understanding it.
1: I, uh, I, I had to fight the urge, but it, to say my good was stopping trading today when I hit a point target. But I think be- that was only possible because of journaling. So I had to go with journaling. Uh, but my bad mm-hmm. uh, was after I stopped trading futures. Was like, wow, half an hour in, I've made four trades. I'm over thirty points. Like this is a great Friday. You stop here, Dan. Stop. Like you don't need to give any of that back. And then I'm like, I pull up my, my TD Ameritrade. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I could play some spy options.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: it was just, uh, yeah, it was awful. I should have just, if I'd been, wanted to keep trading the fucking spy, I should have just stayed on futures and it was bad. And I lost money, uh, mm-hmm. on the trade. You know, I bought the puts at like $2.60, gave them back at a dollar 75
0: it was uh I, at least you sold them
1: right they would have been worthless by the end of the day yeah no I, I i sold them at the right time i sold them at the right time uh risk management
0: speaking of uh speaking of holding something to worthlessness now uh, that's my ugly Remember <laughs> oh, those shit. spy calls and uh tsm calls that i bought last week yeah yeah uh, those expired worthless today fuck uh, I mean uh after after the FOMC like it started out with that bullish move right mhm uh everything was at break even right at that point so I had a chance to to close them out just scratch um, it yeah some reason got greedy rather than after seeing you know like taking a, a lot of heat on that position rather than just closing it out at break even and and walking away mhm you know live to fight another day nope I did it again oh I held them yeah and they're worthless Luckily, I kept the size low, but I did double down on the spy, or not quite double down, but I added a couple more to get to my full position size at a lower entry, but uh, those are gone too, (laughs) and it's gone.
1: Oops, you did it again, you made the wrong call, you're watching it fall, oh not again, you thought that you were so great, and you couldn't win you're not that good at this. Oh man. <laughs> it happens. It's it's really hard to resist that, right? That it's a, it's a psychological thing. Like you know it's been red forever and now that it's hit even, for me, when I'm in that situation, all I can think is it just had a great up move. I'm not going to sell it now. Right? Totally ignoring that getting to break even was after a rip. You should sell a rip. Like mm-hmm. it just it just brought back up like yeah you need to
0: what at the very least i could put a trail on it now like okay we got to break even let's trail it and see how high it's gonna go yeah which is what i was you know that was the move i was planning for like i just i think i jumped in way too soon uh tsm like i thought that 125 would hold a lot better and i blinded me to the fact that if it failed you know we're probably going back down to what 108 mm-hmm yeah. And you know, it's at what one fifteen or I think it closed at one seventeen, but it definitely was below one fifteen at one point today. So like I missed out on another good opportunity too because of that. Yeah. Like I should have been mm-hmm. loading up on puts on TSM. Anyway, what was your uh what was your ugly?
1: My ugly was uh also happened today. My bad and my ugly both happened today. Uh not futures uh related on the bad, but the ugly thing I did in futures was uh for the afternoon session. I said, even though I'm on SIM, like I I haven't refilled my futures account yet. I said, okay, this is a SIM SIM day. Like I'm not sitting down to do the trade pro thing. I want to, I want to experiment with what's happening at close, right? And Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought I was coming up with some sort of strategy. And all I ended up doing was removing my stops and hammering the sell, the higher it got. I was playing (laughs) SIM against the trend. (laughs) And, you know, we've talked about this, like eventually it'll work most of the time. Eventually there's going to be a down Just move. To
0: whether or not you're going to have enough money to do it.
1: It's, right, right, exactly. Do you have $100,000 to have 1,200 micros on there, Dan? No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and then when I realized that's what I was doing, I actually wrote in my notes like, bad, 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 bad habit counter trending trading like what are you doing counter trend trading like that's stupid the moment i realized that i actually flipped to a long instead of a short and and cranked out an eight point win uh <laughs> <laughs> and so i consider that ugly very much like i was just fucking around and wasting my own time
0: uh i did a little experimenting too on the features i was playing around with um stop limit orders mm-hmm Using them to enter positions instead. Because one of the things that I keep finding happens like when I pick a level and then I try to wait for it to drop down to go like pick that level up, like a lot of times it just continues moving down, stops me out, and then mm-hmm. I'm done. So I thought maybe if I use like a buy stop, like if I want to get long at like say 420, you know, at the 20 even, wait for it to dip below, put my buy stop at the 420. So I'm at least buying with strength when it comes back into it. Oh. So if it continues moving down, then I don't worry about it. Like, but if it, shoots back up like i'm expecting it to do now i'm at least on the right side of the trade and i got the right momentum moving with it
1: did were you doing that today
0: uh, i was playing around with it but uh i mean not at like levels that i should have done i was just saying like if it would work like how it would work yeah um, yeah yeah i think there's no. some promise there but yeah i gotta i gotta work on trying to develop that a little bit better
1: i i still prefer the market entry
0: yeah oh yeah I like the market entry in some scenarios, but to be Mm -hmm. honest, I kind of like the just market entry randomly and then just see if you can turn it into a profit.
1: (laughs) That's a fun game too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Work on your scratch that way.
1: You know what's not a fun game anymore for me? What's
0: that? Picking a stock?
1: Stocks! Stocks! All right. Well, yeah. I guess it's the moment of truth. What are you going for? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to try and do something that uh is is not a normal plan thing. This is to start off February. Uh the, normally how I've been setting up plan it hasn't been working for me. So, uh I might I'm going to pick SPXS, the bear short fund.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh wow.
1: And like you said, Instead of just like futures, trying to buy limit, like I want, I want, I don't want to buy it. I'll just sit in cash until it uh, gets below uh, nineteen. I like that a lot. Actually, no, we'll say eighteen seventy-five. I'm gonna sit with cash. Okay. And it gets below eighteen seventy-five, I'm gonna buy it.
0: Buy it or sell it? Oh wait, it's the bear fund. Okay, yeah, buy.
1: I'm I'm purchasing the bear
0: fund. So buy stop at eighteen seventy-five. Yeah. Uh, stop loss.
1: I'll uh, put the stop loss at sixteen half.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna go long Capital One with the stop at one thirty-five. Okay. Long Capital One. Uh, take profit at one fifty, and that'll be fifty percent take profit.
1: I want to take profit at uh, twenty-two. Nice. I like it. All right. We got a random?
0: Nope. Okay. Let me pull it up. <laughs> All right. Give me odd or even. Evens. And one through 12. Number nine. Uh, NASDAQ Consumer Services. Um, I, I, I. Information Services Group Incorporated. Okay. That's an interesting level it's sitting at right now.
1: Looking at the weekly... This is, this is random. Random has get, been getting some good entries. I'm just saying. Like.
0: Yeah, I mean like if this, <laughs> if you want to go long this dog, this is exactly this, where you <laughs> do it.
1: Is, is this, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <sighs> Look at <Fucking> that. Random.
1: <laughs> oh, well. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking random. Looks like they're going to Random's going to have a good
0: February. Maybe. I mean that level holds
1: all right well there you have it random has got iii information services group i'm uh i got i got the spxs i'm gonna wait to buy it though gonna let it dip a little more and kyle's just straight long on capital one cof stay tuned we'll be back at you soon with the thrilling stunning results of kyle winning again sure we'll all have a good time oh we're we're so glad you stuck around folks and as always like share subscribe uh it's just so awesome having you here and until next time any parting wisdom kyle
0: Mm, happy trades
1: okay all right fair enough no that's yeah no that's great Uh, that's that's great just steal my (laughs) tagline bye folks